You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Man, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time you are choosing to listen to this show, whether it's live on Radio Fremantle or catching up on one of the podcasts. Uh, I am Rachel and by the end of the show you might be sick of my voice and deciding that it is the most annoying sound in the world because I am sitting here by myself um, celebrating the 15th anniversary of me joining the show uh, which culminates with the same time as Lewis uh, celebrating his 15th wedding anniversary with his lovely wife Catherine Um, and if many of you have been listeners for a long time so you know Uh, The reason I came onto the show was because Lewis needed somebody to panel while he was getting married and um, having his honeymoon and whatnot. And I called up and said, hey, I love movies. I already am at Radio Fremantle. Give me a go. And 15 years later, here we are. Uh, Cecilia is also... um, with her family celebrating a big uh, birthday. I think uh, somebody's 80th birthday. So it is just me today. So um, you're welcome. Um, so just I've got a quite a few things to, to talk about. I thought the first thing I should cover off is the fact that we actually have giveaways uh, today. We've been sent them by our lovely friend Adriana from Anarchy PR. One of them is uh, but we've got three... Uh, three double passes to Minari. So this is the wonderful Korean-American story written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung. And it was, um, I believe it got the, the, it won the Golden Globe for Best Foreign Film. And Cecilia did review it a few weeks back and said it was fantastic. So we've got three double passes to that. Um, We also have three double passes to Girls Can't Surf. So this has got lots of interviews with people like um, Elaine Beachley and Rochelle uh, uh, Ballard, sorry, Lisa Anderson. So people who are involved in surfing um, and sort of tells the story of of how women got into surfing and the kind of um, sexism that existed. Um, Great little documentary. So we've got triple, we've got three double passes to that also. Um, I will be playing during the show um, some sponsors and some trailers and um, you can give us a call then on nine. Four, uh, it's been so long since I've said the number, 94942100 uh, during one of those ad breaks or during one of the trailers that I'm looking to play. Or you can also join us on Instagram or Facebook. Just search Unscripted The Film Show and send us either a direct message on Instagram if you're on there or a personal message on Facebook. And just give us your address and we shall get them posted out for you tomorrow. So that's the first part of business done. Um, I thought I'd just cover off on some little bits and pieces of news. Uh, yesterday I was listening to, I know I talk about it a lot, Armchair Expert with with Dax Shepard um, and Monica Padman. It's one of my favourite podcasts. He has some great people on there. So not only does he interview famous people, he also interviews people who are, um, you know, at the highest level of their, of whatever their 
their career is, whether it's, um, you know, therapy or, yeah, there's heaps of different people that he has on, like scientists and astronauts. It's, it's, it's really fantastic. Um, but the other day he had Rupert Grint on from uh, Ronald Weasley, Harry Potter fame. And as soon as I saw uh, that pop up onto my onto my phone to tell me I had a new podcast. I basically pressed play straight away um, and enjoyed this lovely little interview that he did with Robert, uh, Rupert Grint, who seems like just such a lovely guy. Um, he and his wife have just, uh, I think her name's Georgia, Georgia Groom. She's, they've just recently had their first child. Her name is Wednesday. And because it's been locked down over there, um, they've been getting to know their little girl and sort of just cocooned in their little um, their little family. So, which is quite lovely. But it's it's funny how things um, podcasts are really the kind of interviews that Dax Shepard does, and a lot of different podcasts are very they're very open. It's not like traditional media. So a lot of um, a lot of the celebrities or whoever's being interviewed are quite honest uh, when they're doing those shows. Um, Rupert Grint really didn't say anything that was like uh, over the top or, um, you know, he didn't say anything controversial. But of course, of course, the the clickbait um, media have gotten hold of one thing that he said and, you know, plastered it on a few spots and it says Rupert Grint regrets his Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire haircut. Um, So yeah, he basically just said he didn't really like that he had long hair in there and, you know, they all went through a bit of a phase of having long hair and he didn't think it looked good on him and that was it. Um, And then I went down a bit of a rabbit hole um, because I wanted to see a picture of his little baby basically but um, there isn't really anything other than the back of its head so it just looks like a, a little beige bowling ball, but a small bowling ball because, you know, little baby. Um, and I found uh, the Daily Mail, a, a Daily Mail clickbait headline. Um, and Daily Mail are very well known for for their clickbait. Uh, and it's, I, I don't know if they've got some like random headline generator based on how they want the clickbait to appear so that people do, you know, click on it and go into it. And so it, it, it's picked certain words that are um, popular for people to like click on it. And this particular uh, headline reads, Daniel Radcliffe reveals he's happy for Rupert Grint's first child. Um, So the word reveals, it's like a bit bit full on for someone who's happy that somebody else has had a child. But anyway, there you go. Um, While I was looking at Harry Potter stuff, uh, going through a bit of a rabbit hole, I discovered a another podcast sort of related thing. If you're into Harry Potter, you may know the name Katie Leung. She played um, Cho Chang, who was um, Harry Potter's love interest for a couple of movies there or a couple of books, whichever you choose to, to be into. And she recently did a, a an interview or she was a guest on a podcast called Chinese Chippy Girl and she was talking about how um, when she was first cast at, in that role, she went online, she Googled herself and uh, found some quite hateful racist comments and uh, she wasn't really too sure how to deal with that and eventually um, she had a chat with the, the Harry Potter publicist and publicists or the anyway uh they they basically told her that if people ask about it during interviews um 
just say that it's it's not happening it's it's not true to it yeah that so bit of an odd thing and and she was just mentioning that it was a bit of an odd time because she was really grateful, obviously, for for the position she was in to to be cast as Cho Chang. But she, because of all of this hate um, that she was getting online, she felt like the they the people who were in charge really didn't help her with, like um, I guess media uh, that what's the word, like media training, you know, to, to be able to answer questions and to, and to be able to handle that sort of um, that sort of online hatred. I mean, she was only 16 when she took the role, so it's quite a lot to take on at that age and to have all of these um, negative comments online would have been a bit full-on for her and, and she really didn't quite know how to deal with it. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things coming up about the underbelly of... Um, of Harry Potter, haircuts and, yep, uh, other stuff. Um, I So rabbit hole-wise, I think that's kind of as far down the rabbit hole as I went, although I did I did happen to download um, Apple iTunes uh, for a free week, which, let's be honest, is, is going to end up costing me a monthly fee because I'll just forget to take it off. Um, there's a few things on there that I was really interested in seeing. The 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 reason I I went and downloaded it in the first place was because Rupert Grint is in a new American TV series, or when I say new, it's in its second season, um, and it's called Servant. And the basis of it is that he plays the brother of, the, of this couple that have um, hired somebody to take care of their, like they've hired a nanny to take care of their child and then the child dies or something. I haven't started watching it yet but it intrigued me because it said creepy and, um, yeah, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Plus it's got Rupert Grint in it and I was like, yeah, I'll have a look at that. Um, so anyway, I downloaded it uh, and then uh, I ended up watching something called Little America. I didn't watch the whole series. I watched a couple of um, episodes and I was hooked right from the start. So Little America is a TV series that's produced or executive produced by um, the the people who bought us Big Six. So um, Kamal Ninjani and his wife Emily Um I'm trying to use my phone to find some information, but of course, because I'm on air by myself, it's having a bit of a conniption because it it doesn't like that. Um, I I did go online to try to find a little bit more information about the TV series, but there's, there's, um, I couldn't, I didn't have enough time to to go into it that much. But basically, it's an anthology uh, anthology series that looks at immigrant stories. each episode is based on a different person, a different person's story. So the first one is um, is called The Manager and it's got this young guy from, from India and his parents have to go back to India to, to try to get the proper paperwork. So he's left to manage this uh, hotel or motel that they that they are managing or own, that they own um, and he's like 12 or something so it sort of looks at his life and these these stories are all based on true stories so that's what makes them even more entertaining. Um, they're only 28 minutes long and to be honest um, the two episodes I watched I could have watched an entire movie about 
the character um, that it was based on. So the second episode is um, a, about a young girl called Marisol and her parents or her mum, I don't know if she's Cuban or Colombian uh, or Mexican. I because I'm not very good with languages. Um, but basically she's she's having a tough time. Her mum's not a permanent resident and um, she she's hating school and then she she looks into a sport, she gets into squash and that kind of becomes her focus. And um, she ended up in the US uh, squash team. So again, another episode where I could have just gone and watched an entire movie about the character. It was so well done. Um, so it, it's a really beautiful series. There's only nine episodes. It came out last year and it's it's just wonderful so far. I can't wait to watch the rest of it. So um, I also – there's a few other things on iTunes that um, – or Apple TV, I should call it, uh, that I'm wanting to, to watch. So um, stay tuned. Um, what else? What else news-wise do we have? Um, I did notice that Disney, I don't know how old this news was because I've only seen it today, Disney Plus has pulled several movies from their children's profile, which is basically um, aimed at seven and below and because of the the negative depictions and stereotypes that are in the film. So you've got Peter Pan, Dumbo, Aristocrats and Swiss Family Robinson, which I've, I've never seen Swiss Family Robinson. Um, I don't really recall much of Peter Pan, so I must have only seen bits and pieces of it. I did attempt to watch Dumbo recently um, after I saw the the uh, the remake, the, you know, real life remake. How do you say it? Um, I don't, you know what I'm talking about anyway. And I started watching it and I knew that there were racial elements in it that I would be uncomfortable with just because of the conversations that were being had. It is a film that's made in the 40s um, and there's just some, I mean, they've got crows that are, they're sort of, um, what's the, they're, they're, the crows are sort of paying homage to the the racist minstrel shows where white performers used blackface and and performed or ridiculed um, enslaved African Africans on uh, southern plantations. And then one of them's one of their characters' names is Jim Crow, which is um, the name of the laws that were enfor- uh, that enforced uh, racial segregation in the South. So uh, there's that. Um, and then there's some black workers at the start who are singing and the lyrics are just blatantly uh, racist. Um, so I was really uncomfortable with it. But the thing is that these movies are still available on the adult um, profiles. They just figured they'd move them. So they haven't been cancelled because there is a little bit of controversy over, you know, you can't just completely remove something that is part of history that, you know, existed Um so otherwise it's censorship really. It's still available on the adult profiles, but there it does come with a bit of a, um, a, a bit of a description or disclaimer at the start of the before the start of the movie. So uh, yeah, really interesting. and I, 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 it kind of follows on from some Dr. Zeus books being um, they're going to stop publishing, but none of them, I've heard of none of them. So I couldn't really comment on what in them is inappropriate. Um, but uh, the books are, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street 
If I Ran the Zoo, uh, McGilliot's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super and The Cat's Quizzer. So um, I don't know what any of those are about, so I can't comment on them, but I'm sure you can Google stuff. But anyway, um, that's kind of it for the news portion of the show, I guess. Um, I've kind of divided the show up so I have stuff to talk about. It's it's a really interesting or difficult sort of thing to come on air and talk to yourself. Um, hey, Alan, how you going? I'll just pretend I'm talking to Alan. Um, so what was the other thing I was going to mention? Oh, so Wanda finish, uh, WandaVision has finished up its season. Um, I think I would be remiss not to mention that if Lewis was here, we would definitely be talking about it. I was quite happy with the how it kind of tied up it, the, at the end. Um, you can see that there would be, there's obviously, um, you know, f- a future for a second season, which could go in any direction. So I did enjoy the last, the last episode, um, yeah, it was it was quite good. I was relatively happy. Um, and the other Marvel news, which Lewis may have mentioned had he been here, was the new Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder. There's been a, a few photos from the set that have been released. Um, one of them of Nicole, Nicole Kidman, what am I talking about? Um, Natalie Portman looking like she's got some, some guns. Uh, not in the way of weapons, but just her arms. She looks like she's got um, some some muscles happening there, so it'll be interesting to see what she's going to do in the new film. I'm still yet to sit through um, the first two Thor films. I really just skipped them. was introduced to him in The Avengers and um, Thor Ragnarok, so um, I always say I'm going to go back and watch them, but I haven't done yet, which means... Probably won't. Um, but anyway, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play a little bit of a trailer for you for the TV series Little America, which I was I mentioned previously, um, which is on Apple uh, Apple TV. So you can get a, a bit of a taste for for what it's about. And in the meantime, if you would like one of those tickets that I was talking about at the start of the program, um, Girls Can't Surf or Minari, you've got about two minutes to give me a call so I can post them out to you. The phone number again is 94942100. And here's a little trailer for Little America. Only in America do you add tax... After you see the ticket price. Only in America can such a perfect game exist. Baseball. Hamburgers. Cheeseburgers. Bacon chili cheeseburgers. (laughs) Everything on top of everything. (laughs) Only in America. Welcome to the economy value in how may I help you? I'm going to America soon. I'm going to be a Hollywood star. I am looking for instinct. Damn. We're trying. This is where we will live. You see the rock, right? You see a rock. I see an opportunity. We've only begun a short time. Everyone here is sad. 
That's everywhere, isn't it? Man, at least here, they give you all-you-can-eat shrimp. This is life. We don't always get another shot. You always thinking of going to moon when we haven't left the ground. Yes. I'm going to take you to the moon. There we go. Little America, only on Apple TV. Great little TV series. Um, and I did see a familiar face there, um, a French actress who I last saw um, in Inglorious Bastards. So speaking of French, uh, that's a good segue. Well done, Rachel. Pat on the back. Um, the French Film Festival is on currently. It is... It started yesterday and it's on until the 7th of April. Uh, it has 37 f- movies. 37. 37. Um, so this is the 32nd uh, Alliance Francaise French Film Festival and it's happening at Luna Leadable, uh, Luna Essex, uh, Luna Windsor and Palace Rain Square. And there's uh, a lot of f- films to choose from, obviously, 37 of them. And I went onto their website today and I can see... Um, they've got a really great way of filtering the films. So uh, whether you want something that's... Um, uh, about women or something that to give you thrills and chills or whether you want a historical drama, documentary, romantic comedy, familiar faces, biopic. There's a lot of different ways that you can um, kind of filter the films to try and figure out what what you'd enjoy most. Um, there's a couple of films that I want to briefly mention tonight um, that caught my fancy. Um, there's a film called Perfumes. It's kind of a uh, classic odd couple love story. Um, you've got a, a divorced dad um, meeting a uppity perfumer. So a bit of a, an, an odd couple love story there. Um, the Rose Maker. This, this film I'm interested in because I'm clearly turning into my mother because uh, when I was younger she used to want to take me through her garden and explain why she was planting things the way she was planting them and where do you think I should put this plant and um now that I have my own house I've turned into her and and I'm just as obsessed with my garden as she was so it happens to all of us you turn into your parents it just happens just accept it and move on um but the rose maker is a lovely little story about um a lady called Eve who's a world-renowned rose farmer who's hit hard times and has had to hire um, three people she wouldn't normally hire to assist her. They know nothing about um, roses at all, so she has. it's a bit of a learning curve for all of them. Uh, that one is a comedy drama. Uh, the Man Who Sold His Skin. This is kind of loosely based or inspired by um, a a 2008 artwork called Tim, which is, um, it consisted of a tattooed man, Tim Steiner, who sat in galleries around the world um, and he was covered in in tattoos. 
So uh, this particular story is about a guy who sells his skin so that he can have a, a tattoo on the back of his on his back and sit in galleries and it kind of he's doing it because he's he's broken hearted and he's um yeah doing what he I don't whether he's trying to get back uh, the love of his life or whether he's just really desperate and doesn't know what to do with his life I'm not a hundred percent sure because I'm only just reading the synopsis but it does certainly sound interesting and he he starts to after a series of misadventures um starts to grasp like what he's actually done with himself this irreversible decision to to tattoo his back so um that sounds awesome as well i didn't read much into this film delicious but um i did see that it's set in 1789 and it it goes through sort of like the the food of the aristocrats of the that age of that time and it does um warn you that if you are going to see this film, you need to either have a full stomach or a booking somewhere straight after because you will get very hungry. And, I mean, who doesn't like French French film? I mean, French food. Um, so this is a comedy slash historical film. And then lastly, I just want to mention a film called Elaine or um, Aileen. It's It says it's a biopic and that it's... Uh, loosely based on um, th- the life of of Celine Dion, and or it's inspired by her her life and her love, and but it's got a different name, but it is it is very similar. So I don't know the story behind um, where it says you know inspired by how loose that is. Um, it's it says this fictional biopic is a glorious tribute to the best-selling Canadian recording artist of all time. So it does sort of have similar elements that they've pulled from her life, like it starts in the 80s and when she's a teenage girl and then she falls in love with her much older manager, which is what happened to Celine Dion. So, um, yeah, interesting. It says comedy slash biopic. So, um, and French... Canada, France slash Canada. So another a really interesting little film there. And I, I did have quite a squeeze at all of the films and there is a lot to look at and um, some, some great choices there. So You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Why, thank you, Lewis. It's almost like you're here, but you're not. Where are you? You are celebrating your anniversary and that's okay with me. Um, so I, I downloaded another um, app another streaming service or my husband did anyway so specifically so I could watch this movie um and thank god I did because honestly uh it would be a really short show if I didn't um I didn't realize until this morning that I would be doing the show by myself um but uh yeah last night I was like oh I should download uh prime video watch coming to america so at least I have something to talk about on tomorrow night's show guess what worked out well because I really did need something to talk about um as predicted uh coming to america the second one coming to the number 2 america is not as good as the first cuz how could it be um I will give you a brief a brief synopsis basically the one that appears on IMDb the african monarch akim learns he has a long lost son in the united states and must return to america to meet this unexpected heir and build a relationship um sh- yeah, 
uh, build a relationship with his son. Jeez, I didn't really need to go into that to see those last couple words. But anyway, um, so obviously it's been a long time. It's been 30 years and the last time we saw Akeem, he was marrying uh, the love of his life, Lisa, um, who he met at McDowell's. Uh, not McDonald's, McDowell's. They're very different, um, as Cleo likes to say, Cleo McDowell. And this movie is no different. There are parts that, like uh, the John Amos returns, as does most of the cast, and he goes on about how very different McFlurbies are to McFlurries. So they put their toppings on the bottom instead of the top. So it's got a lot of those elements pulled from the first movie um, and kind of redone. It's got almost all of the same cast. The, everyone's returned apart from um, the lady who played his mum because she passed away in 1995. But, you know, you've got James L. Jones playing um, playing his dad, uh, uh, King Jaffe Joffa. Uh, you've you've got um, Shari Henley, obviously, as Lisa or Senio Hall, and of course Eddie Murphy. I I went on um, to Prime Video and went to click to watch it, and I looked at it and I was like, "This is no, I'm looking for the second Coming to America, not the first one." These two have not aged. Um, I don't know how they've done that, um, but it, they've they've done very well for themselves. They're both looking very good. There is, however, a little bit of that um, de-aging CGI stuff because they do have to kind of explain where this son has come from. And it turns out on that night that they go to the nightclub and they're interviewing all these ladies um, for as prospective queens, he does end up going home with a lovely lass um, played by Leslie Jones, Mary Johnson. Uh, and Leslie Jones, honestly, is the best thing about... No, she's not the best thing about this film. I really liked this film, even though it was terrible. There's a lot of reviews. The best thing to do on IMDb is when there's bad reviews is to read them because they're very, very entertaining. Um, This one in particular, the best thing about this movie is that it brings back all the old actors. The worst thing about this movie is the movie. Um, Great idea but horrible storyline. I mean, the storyline's not great, um, but it's, it's nice nostalgia. You know, it's got the guys in the in the barber shop it's 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 got everyone you want it to have it it hits all of the things you're wanting it to hit like it it's funny where it's supposed to be funny and um i don't know i just didn't think it was as bad as as some of these people are saying you've you've got to i i, I was thinking because last year we had bill and ted um the whatever that was called uh save the musical i can't even remember now um but you had that film come out and Lewis and I really liked it, even though, you know, it was stupid and it, it just kind of filled that void um, when we were really needing something to give us a bit of um, happiness in our lives and just something, you know, lifting instead of like some dramatic film. It just gave us everything we we wanted at that time. Um, and I think if you go into this knowing that it's it's never going to be as good as the first one um, and it does have issues, it, you, I think you will enjoy it. I, these people who have given it a star rating as of like one um, out of ten, I mean, I just I just feel sorry for them 
because it's they're not looking at any of the charm and the like it's just a whole bunch of people getting back together and and enjoying their time together and there is some bad cgi i must admit um and yeah the storyline's a bit dodge but yep on a whole I liked it. And Leslie Jones, honestly, I I love everything she's in. I, lo- I love every moment she's on screen. Um, I'm sure they let her do a bit of improvising um, on the set. Uh, she is known for it and, and um, yeah, she was, she was very funny. Um, a little bit of trivia. Um, you've got... Um, so Eddie Murphy's uh, middle daughter was played by his actual daughter. So um, that's a bit lovely. You've also got some other stars coming um, into it. You've got Wesley Snipes in it as well. So he was enjoyable to watch. And a little bit of Morgan Freeman. Uh, that was nice. So and Trevor Noah. I quite enjoyed Trevor Noah's um, little part in there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to play the trailer. Um too bad if you don't want it, you're getting it anyway. I'm back. Hey! What are you doing back here? Ufasa! I've just discovered that I may have a son here in this land. How much child support is she getting from? The king pays no child support. No child support for 30 years and you came back? You was a dummy! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Hakim Jaffer, King of Zamunda. You are the heir to the throne. Yeah, my father. He's supposed to be like the prince of Wakanda. Wakanda is a fictional place. Not to everybody. Zamunda is a very real nation. I don't need no handout. Wait a minute. Hey, I'm gonna pay. Okay, baby. <laughs> Presenting King Hakim's son from America. And my mom's. And his mom's. Children, this is your brother. Hey, Quang. I'm sorry I slept with your man. This happened before we even met. It's not like you're the first man I've ever been with. I did, did, what did you just say about the other man? Coming to America, now it's coming to me. I always thought that Mika was going to be queen. <laughs> A woman isn't allowed to lose Amunda. It's the law. Did it ever occur to you that Mika wanted to be your heir? Would you dare banish me from my own bedroom? What are you doing, Hakeem? I'm getting it from everywhere. I have upset my family. You must be strong. And General Izzy would love nothing more than to take over Zamunda. Raise it higher! I'm a king, I'm a king. Put your hands together! What if like that? Say it again! Give me all It's a party over here! I must admit, your style is far into my kingdom, but it's impressive. That's right. Ooh. There you go. Let me hear you say, hey, ho. Hey, ho. No, no, no don't no, no, do no, that. No. That's his mother. <laughs> oh, don't you say that. No, not no. to his mother. I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a king. I'm almost ready to become a prince. Almost. It is time. Ceremonial circumcision. Bring forward the royal machete. Machete? They're going to sharpen you too, nephew. <laughs> Coming to America, now it's coming to me. I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a king. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I would watch that again. I was just watching the trailer thinking, yep, I'm I'm up for that again. I don't care that it had bits of it that were not fantastic. There was enough in it for me. So, um, yeah. Uh, I just thought I'd go through a couple of the things that are happening at Lunar Cinemas at the moment um, or coming up. You've got Easter coming up. So, um, being that it's Easter, it is really important to remember um, the life of Brian because it's a very important time um, to be thinking about Monty Python. Um, and if you want to go and see Life of Brian, the wonderful Monty Python um, movie, which I believe uh, a lot of very famous people had um, gave them some money to produce it because no one was really interested in giving them the money to make a movie that they thought was uh, taking the piss out of the the Catholic Church and out of Jesus's life. Um, so I believe um, George Harrison and a few other a few other celebrities of the time uh, assisted in making the making the movie happen. Um, but this to celebrate, um, it is happening on Easter Sunday, April the fourth, outdoor with Monty Python. Um, there's going to be uh, an Easter egg chucking. Oh, so I guess they're throwing Easter eggs. Oh, like at the front. Um, uh, doors open at 6.45 and the film starts at 7.30. So, um, yeah, I mean, why not? Life of Brian, one of the best Monty Python films ever, if not the best. Uh, uh, these people who say it should be the Holy Grail, uh, no, 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 that's that's the, that's not my favourite. I'm sorry. Uh, just It's just not. Um and also speaking of art, uh, sorry, Easter, um, there is Easter in Art, which is directed by Phil Grabsky. Now, Luna has a lot of um, art on screen um, coming up. There's a few different things that I'm very interested in, specifically sunflowers, uh, which if you're familiar with me, uh, will know that I have a slight obsession with Vincent van Gogh. So, um that's happening in May. But happening first is Art in Screen and that's happening Saturday the 27th of March, uh, Sunday the 28th of March and Wednesday the 31st of March. You can find out some more details online. But it is basically um, the presentation of Easter in art, whether it's um, Jesus or, um, yeah, that's that period um, and it highlights some some artists such as Caravaggio, Michelangelo, Leonardo uh, and many, many more. So it takes a bit of a, a look at um, significant art um, that portrays Easter. So, yeah, that's, that's what's happening at Luna. There are heaps of other things, obviously. Um, there's there's films that have won Golden Globes such as uh, Nomadland is still playing at Lunar Cinemas. So get your tickets to go and see that. Um, I am coming up as, a, as, a, as a, I'm going to be honest with you guys, don't know that I've got much else to talk about. Um, I thought I'd be able to stretch as much as I could with just one person and I'm now struggling. I actually I went on to the our little list here where we've got all of the all of the music for the station. I was looking for Eddie Murphy because he did sing. He had a moment where he sang. Oh, by the way, if you're interested, he did do a interview with Mark Marin on Mark Marin's show um, to 
to basically advertise coming to America. And some of the stuff he said um, was rather interesting about taking time off because he knew he was making really trashy films. So there you go. Even Eddie Murphy knew he was making some bad stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it was good. Uh, but, yeah, I cannot find any Eddie Murphy here. Um, so you're just going to have to go to YouTube and, and find his song. <coughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.